Welcome to our reflections for this week. I hope and pray that as we gather together, you may know that there is nothing that can ever separate us from the love of God, not even our mistakes. This week we have a special guest leading our reflections. Andy Muir is a ministry student within the Church of Scotland and at the moment he is doing an online placement with me and the churches of Inch and Lewis Valley. The passage that Andy is reflecting on is Psalm 32, which he is now going to read for us. Let us hear the word of the Lord as we read from Psalm 32. Blessed is the one whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the one whose sin the Lord does not count against them, and in whose spirit is no deceit. When I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy on me. My strength was sapped as in the heat of summer. Then I acknowledged my sin to you and did not cover up my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord and you forgave the guilt of my sin. Therefore, let all the faithful pray to you while you may be found. Surely the rising of the mighty waters will not reach them. You are my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble and surround me with songs of deliverance. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. Do not be like the horse or the mule, which have no understanding, but must be controlled by bit and bridle, or they will not come to you. Many are the woes of the wicked, but the Lord's unfailing love surrounds the one who trusts in him. Rejoice in the Lord and be glad, you righteous. Sing, all you who are upright in heart. Amen, and thanks be to God. Hello to both old friends and new. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Andy Muir and I'm a trainee minister in my third year of training with the Church of Scotland. I would like to say thank you once again to Stephen for allowing me this opportunity to share my reflections on this passage with you. Let me explain why I found this passage, the 32nd Psalm, very relevant for us today. If anyone had asked me a couple of months ago how COVID-19 was affecting me, I would have said that thankfully it wasn't really. My wife is a key worker and has worked right through this epidemic and I had a break from my studies over the summer holidays so I immersed myself in catching up with all those jobs that needed doing around the house. So really nothing had changed that much for us except being aware of and following government advice. However, as the months went past and we started to emerge out of lockdown, I noticed many people throwing caution to the wind, 
cramming themselves onto busy beaches or going into public places without much, if any, regard for others. I confess this began to irritate me and even anger me. Around the same time I saw articles on social media and often read angry comments where people frequently called others selfish or stupid or often much worse. Now, I spoke to one person who was really affected by this, not just by the actions of the first group of people, but by the negativity and sometimes even the vitriol that would come from the comments of these otherwise level-headed people. Once I was made aware of this, both of these things began to affect me. They began to creep under my skin and before long, I found that I just needed to see a person's name in social media and I would expect the worst from them. I would almost be labelling them before I had even read their comment. On top of this, I watched many other people who are close to me acting in the most irrational ways and I found myself struggling not to judge them. Just like everyone else, I found that I could no longer say I was unaffected by the virus. This irritation, or sometimes even anger towards others, made me begin to realise that I too was in the wrong place. As I then began to examine myself much more deeply, I found that I was becoming more sinful in many ways. What was wrong with me? I'm a committed Christian. I have accepted Jesus Christ and so I know from the Bible that I have been forgiven for my sin, that I'm a new creation. But here I was, feeling acutely aware of my sinfulness and feeling guilty because of that. I don't think I'm alone in this feeling. In fact, I know I'm not. A recent study of American universities found that Christians were far more likely to feel guilt over their words, their thoughts or their actions than any other group of people. We could find words of encouragement about God's forgiveness in many places throughout the Bible. But one particular favourite of mine is in Psalm 32. Here we find King David, who we read was a man after God's own heart, telling us that he was heavy laden with his guilt, and so he might be. Among many of his sins, he had lied to a priest about his mission, suffered false pride over his army, been a mercenary for the Philistines for 16 months, committed adultery with Bathsheba, and even arranged for the death of her husband. Now, I think that I can be pretty sure that most people who are feeling guilty about their sinfulness will not have anywhere near such a serious list of breaches. And yet, David tells us, when he confesses his sin to God, he not only was forgiven, but God removed the guilt of his sins. If David can be forgiven for his wrongdoing and have his guilt removed, then so can we. 
We probably all understand in theory that if we come before Christ and ask for forgiveness, it will be granted and he will cover our sins. But in reality, how many of us are walking around with guilt that we have carried with us for years? That guilt gives us a heavy heart and it's little wonder as we read in Hebrews 10, 16, talking of the new covenant, I will put my laws on their hearts and I will write them on their minds. This is what pricks our conscience when we do wrong. But it is not healthy to carry it with us after forgiveness. Thankfully, it's easily remedied though. When we feel that tug on our conscience, we need to come before Christ and ask for forgiveness. We perhaps need to ask him to make us aware of our sins as we might be the last ones to realise them and then we should ask for forgiveness. This is something we can all do. It will not prevent us in the future from missing the mark which God has set up for us but it will enable us to shed the guilt that we carry for our transgressions. We know that we are forgiven as long as as we can truly apologise and turn from our ways. But how much lighter do we feel when the accompanying guilt is removed? This was not just good advice in the time of King David, and it's not only sound advice for us today as we navigate our way through this most challenging pandemic situation. It is advice which can serve us well throughout every day of this life and beyond. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your amazing grace. That grace through which you freely and lovingly offer us forgiveness and salvation, even though we don't deserve it. We know we are not worthy of your forgiveness, but you offer it to us graciously because of your wonderful love for us. We thank you, Father, that you have written your law on our hearts. We thank you that you have etched it on our minds and that because of this, you make us aware of our sins and imperfections. We know no one can live a perfect life other than your perfect son who sacrificed himself that we might live. But help us to try our best as we try to live according to his example. Help us to forgive those who do wrong to us just as we forgive those to whom we do wrong. Yes, so that we may be forgiven by you as we are taught in the Lord's Prayer but also so that we may share the love of Christ with others and not carry around the guilt that can weigh so heavily upon our hearts and do us so much harm. As we come before you, we ask your forgiveness. We ask that you lighten our hearts. Help us not to carry grudges and bitterness which only serve to harm us. 
let us find ways to make up with others and move on together. Let us realise from David's confession how much lighter our hearts will feel when we confess our sins to you. Father, as we move further towards the other side of this pandemic, however slowly it may seem, help us to remember that you are not bound by time, but you know all things, past, present and future. Let us take comfort that because of your love for us, you will be with us and help us to the other side of this trouble. Help us as we journey through it though, to be careful of our words and our actions. Provide us with calm in exchange for our stresses and our worries as we put our faith and our trust in you completely. Give us the desire to be kind and supportive to others, to build people up with love and to dispel fear, negativity and anxiety. Father, we ask that you help those who are in power. We pray that you give them the gifts of discernment and wisdom when making the decisions that affect us all so much. Be with the scientists and the researchers, helping them find a breakthrough so that they may find a vaccine soon. And we ask that you are with the doctors, the nurses and all the frontline staff who work so hard to help others, often without any thought for themselves. We pray that you bring healing to the sick and that you comfort those who mourn. Help us, we pray, to all work together safely and with love and tolerance as we journey through these difficult times, knowing, as always, that we can rely on you. These things we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Andy. So as we continue to think about this theme of forgiveness that Andy has so helpfully reflected on today, let us sing the hymn, To God Be the Glory, Great Things He Hath Done. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. 
So let us rejoice in the Lord, because our sins have been forgiven, and we can enjoy God's amazing love. And until we meet again, take care, stay safe, and may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Amen.